Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, tonight, D-Generation X proudly brings to you the greatest show on earth. And that's the bottom line, because Stone Cold said so. Joe Black, Chris Mindell, the Sons of Slam podcast. Yo, Chief, they can't stop me from rapping, can they? Can they hop? I spit it through the wire, man. There's too much stuff on my heart right now, man. I gladly risk it all right now. Life or death situation, man. Y'all, y'all, y'all don't really understand how I feel right now, man. It's your boy Kanye Tudor. Shot Town, what's going on? Uh-huh, yeah, yeah. I drink a boost for breakfast, an insure for dessert. Somebody order pancakes, I just sip the scissor. That right there could drive a sane man bizarre. Not to worry, Mr. Ace to the Izzles back to Wizard. How do you console my mom? Or give a light support. Telling her son's own life support. And just imagine how my girl feel. On the plane, scared as hell that a guy looked like Emmett Till. She was with me before the deal. She been trying to be mine. She a Delta, so she been throwing that dynasty sign. No use me trying to be lying. I've been trying to be signed. Trying to be a millionaire. How I use two lifelines. In the same hospital with Biggie Smalls died. The doctor said I had blood clots. But I ain't Jamaican, man. Story on MTV. And I ain't trying to make a band. I swear this right here. History in the making, man. I really apologize to everyone right now. Get it? His mouth is wired shut. That's one of my favorite lines in the song ever. The doctor say I got blood clots, but I ain't Jamaican, man. I get it? His mouth is wired shut. Topical, guys. Yes. Everything we play is topical. Everything's got a reason. It's got a reason. Oh, Fergal. Sons of Slam, let's do this. My name is Chris Mindell. The Reaper is on the other side there, Mr. Joe Black. Sir, what is going on? Uh, I tried to get Finn this week, and it turns out I can only fracture his jaw in two places. <laughs> turns out it didn't work out well for me. Yeah, yeah don't do that. Um, <laughs> not, not advisable. Turns, uh, you want to know what happens when the Reaper goes against the demon? The demon walks out with a broken jaw. With <laughs> a broken it. jaw, see? Don't go against me. Don't go against the <laughs> Reaper. The Reaper. Sons of Slam, let's do this, everybody. Thank you for listening on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. We got a lot of shit to talk about here. And uh, Fergal's one of them. We uh, A couple things with NXT TakeOver um, since uh, it happened all of uh, seven days ago. Uh, that match, man. Fire. Fire with that match. I know we talked about it after the fact, but, um, excuse me, we talked about it after the fact, but, geez, I didn't, we we realized after the match, like, immediately after we recorded that there were just broken jaws and bloody mouths everywhere, and the the extent of of the injuries were greater than what we we had seen. Very true. It was a, it was quite a spectacle that, I'll be honest with you, I think we might have downplayed a little bit at the time. Uh, a little. <laughs> because uh, that immediate reaction was like, it, it just caught us off guard. We were like, I didn't, I, I did not expect that to be that good of a match. Yeah. Uh, the match, yeah. The match was, it was insanely good. 
Um, TakeOver was okay, but that match was insanely good. Um, but ramifications after that were far-reaching. Um, and we had kept in contact during the week as far as, like, what are they going to do? Are they going to uh, relinquish it? That's like, they can't do that to him twice. Can't do it to our, our buddy Finn twice. <laughs> you just gotta, you just gotta suck it up and have him keep the belt, man. Like we already had a a, a guy that you had uh, in Carrying Cross that just held the belt for less than twenty four hours before he had to relinquish it. Um. Uh. So yeah. So I mean, they they found out the next day that his his shoulder was basically separated, and you know, Wednesday that that Wednesday they they took it from him. Um. It not only can you not do it to Finn twice. You can't do it to the NXT champion twice. I just like I think that's in a row. That's, in a row. <laughs> in a row. Like you can't do it twice in a row. In a row. Also, the last two big titles that Finn held also in a row. If you want to be technical about it. True. Yeah. It's like, but, yeah, you, you just you can't can't do it again. It can't happen. Can't happen again. Um I want to also kick uh the show off with something that I hate to do, but uh I got to I got to throw myself uh this right here. You're wrong. It's so wrong. Wrong, 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 wrong. Wrong, 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 wrong. You're wrong. You're wrong. You're wrong. Yeah. Um, in, in the explanation of uh, NXT TakeOver 31 last week, I said it was great to have uh, everybody back at the booth uh, for the, uh, the announcer team. And uh, there was one person. <laughs> that was sitting at the table, and that was Vic Joseph. Um, yeah, yeah. And I said they they were. It was nice to see him there. And and I, my eyes deceived me in my old age, because not only was Wade Barrett and uh, Beth Phoenix not there, they had stand-ins <laughs> at the table. They had stand-ins, and basically, if you look at at stills of when the camera was there, the woman that played Beth, who was sitting to Vic's right, our camera left, her head was down the entire time. So you never got to see what she looked like, and it was not Beth, and it was uh, admittedly uh, the not nor Wade, who was there this past Wednesday. But he, the two of them were were not at NXT Takeover Thirty One. So you got duped by people who probably play sit-ins at the Oscars, sit-ins slash NXT uh, outside the ring people. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I got screwed over big time. <laughs> I'm a dope. That's hilarious. I'm a big dope. Um, there's a lot of. A lot of legal shit happening this week. Uh, let's, start with, let's start with Matt Riddle. Matt Riddle is not a popular guy. I, I got I have. A, he's got like this, and you and I, uh, at least for myself, I can speak for. I, I appreciate the man. I, I appreciate his talent. I think uh, I'm a big Matt Riddle guy. Yeah, I, I can say that. I'm a big big Matt Riddle fan. Um, he started off the week uh, being sued by uh, his. Uh, I thought former accuser, but I thought that things were dropped. No, not so much. Um, so uh, the 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 lawsuit that he put on to or he placed on uh, Samantha Tavel, uh, basically, a- aka Candy Cartwright, uh, she is now returning uh, serve and is uh, is filing a lawsuit against Riddle, WWE, uh, and Evolve. Um. Damn. She's seeking ten million dollars. What from each defendant? What? 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 Damages uh, claiming actual actual damages, damages from emotional distress, punitive damages, attorney fees, and other costs related to the case. 
Uh, the lawsuit alleges that Matt Riddle sexually assaulted Tavel in April 2017 in the parking lot after an Evolve show. Uh, the lawsuit also alleges that Riddle bragged about it with Evolve's owner, uh, Gabe Sapolsky. It's a... Yeah, that's a that's that's a probably a, a solid Polish name that I yeah, probably <laughs> I would I would bet on it. Gave Sapolsky, who quote tactically approved unquote of this sexual misconduct, and the lawsuit also brings up May nineteenth, two thousand eighteen, when Riddle allegedly forced Tavel to perform oral sex on him by choking her. The suit also claims that this was done in front of other members of the Evolve roster while they were on a bus leaving a Summit Illinois event. The site of Evolve 104. Damn. That, but 10 minutes. I have a question. Hmm. What are physical damages relating to emo, uh, emotional stress or whatever you said? Hey, well, what it, does that mean? I mean, if did, it, did she get so emotional that she like broke her door or something? And that's what she, <laughs> well, that, that's, that's all I picture. What I just mentioned as far as the, the choking aspect of the oral sex, I would assume that. Uh, um, see, that, that's on me. I thought it was. Her emotion got her so worked up so that she up. physically <laughs> broke stuff. I'm so angry that I, I allowed myself to go down on Matt. I'm going to punch a wall. <laughs> Is that what you're saying? Yeah. <laughs> now that you meant, now that you say it, like when I say it out loud, I'm like, yeah, this is probably uh, ridiculous. <laughs> I get it. Riddell. 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 I tried. I tried, man. Uh, let's see here. It also alleged that Tavel uh, had bookings with WWE. Let me go back here a little bit. Um, it was also mentioned in the lawsuit that Evolve had a misogynistic culture, which was created by those she is filing the lawsuit against. Also stated that WWE had condoned toxic misogyny for 30 years. Uh, this is, okay, going way back. Uh, also alleged that Tavel had bookings. Everybody know, knows that, though. That, yeah, this is very true. Also alleged that Tavel had bookings with WWE and, and, and Evolve on or around January 31st of this year. And Riddle forced her to perform sexual acts under the threat that she would lose those bookings if she denied him the power that he holds, apparently. Uh, when she told Riddle that she refused to continue with things, he allegedly told WWE and Evolve to stop booking her. It was said she had, quote, issues with talent, unquote, uh, to prevent her from getting booked. And Riddle has denied ever having sexual, uh, sexually assaulted her or anyone during a video statement that he put out. I did uh, not sleep with that intern. He did. <laughs> that was actually pretty good. He did, <laughs> he did admit to having an affair with Tavel, which I actually didn't know about. Uh, Ringside, and this from, that's from Ringside News. Um, yeah, just it just keeps going it on. It just keeps him. going, even though he 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 showed proof of those sex messages, uh, those those DMs that uh, that she sent. Uh, it's coming back. It's coming back. Uh, Every story has two sides, and neither side is kind of like adding up. It's kind of weird, isn't it? From all sides, yeah. Yeah. Like every side just sounds like a bunch of malarkey, a bunch of malarkey, <laughs> indeed. Um, and uh, and now WWE has has basically removed any uh, any notice or any mention of her or anything from any website <laughs> that that WWE uh, currently uh, is in charge of. Speaking of Matt Riddle, um, I, I get this now, this new Enzo vibe that he's apparently putting off <laughs> backstage because um, there seems to be heat with him and Seth Rollins uh, right now. And um, I'll be hi- I'll be happy if that plays out. Yeah. So Rollins has come out and say that he has no interest in, in actually wrestling him. Um, Kind of, Corbin said the same thing. Uh, it, <laughs> he said the almost the exact same thing. 
uh, Rollins remarked that he's not looking to wrestle Riddle ever when it was revealed that he'll be going to SmackDown. Uh, foreshadowing, uh, just so you yeah, guys exactly. <laughs> I don't buy guys any of this. Um, as soon as I heard King Corbin come out and said, I don't want to be in a storyline with that guy, and then it almost immediately went into a storyline with that guy. Into a storyline. <laughs> into, a, a, uh, into a shoot storyline. Um, a lot of people wondered, as it, s- it says here in this other article, uh, a lot of people wondered if the tension was real and there seems to be fire with that smoke. I, I like that. Uh, in, re- uh-huh. in reply to yeah. an article about Rollins, it said one, fa- one fan chimed in with their own story to help clear things up. After last year's Survivor Series, Riddle took me and our crew out to eat at some steakhouse Seth, Becky, and Carl Anderson were dining at. They knew we were there, but went out of their way to acknowledge us. Throughout the entire evening, Riddle talked shit about Rollins and how he never evolved as a performer. How he didn't take care of his opponents in the ring, how he was stale, etc. This wasn't just one conversation. It was every time I saw Riddle that weekend. So many of our conversations revolved around wrestlers and people in general Matt didn't like or think highly of, or had a personal bone to pick with them. If he if he weren't chatting wrestling, <laughs> okay, he was either bashing others or boasting about himself, often both at the same time. That said, I can't possibly see why Rollins and Brock and Goldberg and just about everybody else who knows better wants nothing to do with him in a professional, personal sense of the word. Alas, surely it is nothing. Um, is uh, you know, everything with Matt Riddle just isn't adding up anymore? It's I mean it's just it's everybody, dude. It's it's like especially with Goldberg, like he's he's putting out all the shit when he was talking about him. Now it's with Rollins. Uh, it's see, just, like with Goldberg and Brock, it's just like, oh, right, this this kid is, you know, he's probably a good wrestler, and you're just talking a bunch of shit on Twitter. That's not how you do it in the business, right? Then he starts doing this with Seth Rollins. Like I don't know, Matt Riddle is a troll. I think we can all agree on that. I completely agree. <laughs> but like, at what point do we start listening to uh, the dirt sheets mm-hmm. and uh, stop giving our own opinions on it? You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I, I, <laughs> I mean, part I could of al- me is always going to be like Matt Riddle. I'll tell you this right now. I thoroughly believe Matt Riddle will wrestle Brock Lesnar, Goldberg, and Seth Rollins in one day. Not in one day. <laughs> no, it should be one day. It should be all, one day. It should all be in one day. One day he will wrestle. <laughs> at some point, he will wrestle those three guys. <laughs> Fatal four way match. It should Listen, be. we can start booking it right now if you want. It, it, our luck, they'll do it at Super Showdown. I don't give a fuck. They'll do it in Saudi Arabia and totally screw it up. Actually, you know what? I, 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 I do give a shit about that because we always wanted the Brothers of Destruction versus DX again, and we got it, and it was dog shit. Garbage. So, you know, so <laughs> I'm going to take wish back for. what I say about be, Saudi Arabia. Be careful right what now. you wish for. Be careful what you wish for. <laughs> uh, more lawsuit news. Let's let's get into it. Um, WWE was recently served a lawsuit for allegedly denying equal access to the WWE shop website. I don't know if you heard about this. Uh, Josu Romero filed a lawsuit on October 6th in Southern District of New York and alleged that WWE has violated the Americans with Disabilities Act with their merchandise website. The filing notes that, quote, Romero is a visually impaired and legally blind person who requires screen reading software to read website content using his computer, unquote. The lawsuit alleges that the shop.wwe.com website is not, quote, is not equally accessible to blind and visually impaired consumers, unquote, and is in violation of the ADA. Romero is asking WWE to change their corporate policies and procedures to ensure the website will become available to blind and visually impaired consumers. And Romero is seeking a jury trial and is asking to have his legal costs covered. 
I, I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I just don't know. Right. Like, uh, uh, how many websites are, I, like I said, I don't know. How many websites are for the visually impaired? Like um, every every single website in the world, most have to comply. Uh, basically, it's uh, you click on something and it will uh, obviously audibly come out and you can hear it. Uh, yeah, but uh, yeah, if if yeah, but if, don't people have like a braille uh, keyboard? But it it doesn't doesn't matter if you're on a website and you're trying to buy something and you can't see what or you obviously can't see what you're buying, but you can't hear it either if they're not compliant with the, the rules if i want to buy a t-shirt a seth rollins t-shirt and i cover over it i can't see hear what it is it's, it actually is mm, i see so I, I had this completely wrong they're not it's not it's there's no audio see i'm me personally i was just thinking they got those uh braille keyboards mm-hmm. where they're just they could type on a regular keyboard but at the bottom it'll like scroll braille down or something like that now I'm thinking about it. I may have seen it on like a CIA television show. <laughs> CIA. So it's completely wrong in that. CIA but is always, I don't know. It's, always accurate. I, they, they, I'm just, I, I just, can't speak on it because I've never been through that. I, I, well, neither, neither you know what I mean? Like I don't Thankfully, even know what to say. Thank God uh, for both of us. But yeah, I, it's, I just bring this up because it just seems like a whirlwind of, of shit this week. Um, I did go blind for 10 seconds once. You told me about that one time. Yeah, uh, don't have to repeat it on the show, but yeah, I did go blind for 10 seconds once. It was wild. It was those... nuts. I was blinking my eyes. It was still black, and then like I caught my breath, and I was like, oh, my God. Did you get whacked in the head? Wow. Not to not to rehash this, Some, but nah, for nah, our nah, new nah, listeners? Something like that. Okay. All right. Someone kind of dabbed me right in the head. Oh. So. <laughs> so. <laughs> Sons of bitches. Um. Uh, no, I did not get hit in the head, but it did, uh, whatever I was doing did make me lose some brain cells. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I thought we did that every day when we, uh, anyway. Um, when we speak. When we speak and talk. Uh, <laughs> uh, it seems like the, uh, the Viking Raiders are completely out now as far as, yeah. as far as wrestling goes. So Ivar had surgery, uh, on his, his neck, uh, collarbone area. Now Eric... Just had surgery to remove a rogue surgical screw in his arm. That basically came out of place. It was sticking into his tricep. That happened during Raw Underground. <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> that Raw Underground, man, it's been two weeks that they haven't had it on. There's, there's a reason. I'm telling you. It's it's ruining lives. Maybe that's where the COVID outbreak happened. <laughs> <laughs> From Raw Underground? They can't have Raw Underground if all the NXT uh, uh, jobbers are having COVID. Exactly. So there's, there's your reason why it's not on TV. Um, trying to see what else we have here. Ah, oh, I'm just so so sad about this one. Scott Hall had a virtual meet and greet, and it had to be canceled after arriving intoxicated and argumentative. Really? Yeah. Oh, that's sad. Yeah, yeah. But it's, like, it was like drunk. It says here. I'd have uh, knowing knowing what Scott Hall's been through, I would be a lot less worried if it was just alcohol. Let's see here. Um, you know what I mean? He had a meet and greet with Dark Parlor Originals. It didn't go as planned. Live virtual meet and greet. Uh, he was going to sign some things. He showed up and was intoxicated to the point where they could not go live. Uh, Dark Parlor Originals handled things the best way they could. They went live without Hall and promised to get everything signed if it just needed Scott Hall or Razor Ramon on it, but they didn't 
but they couldn't do inscriptions like to so and so from uh we have heard that scott hall became argumentative and he was wearing a ripped glove slurring his speech and he was having a difficult time signing anything uh, damn yeah we do we do send out our our, our best wishes that's yeah I, I, I just feel has like, he been completely sober this whole time I, I that's what i thought i thought like dp right? had taken him DDP taken put him on the Jake, right track Jake roberts and yeah yeah and you know talking about uh listening to this like kevin nash and how happy he was how happy sean was triple h was to kind of get him back on track and um not looking good I'll be honest. I really hope this isn't true because I hate seeing people relapse. That's the worst. Yeah, no, it is, it is absolutely the worst. This actually happened uh, yesterday, this uh, Saturday. The Oof. Yeah, not 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 a good look. Um, do you have anything? Well, we send our best wishes to Scott Hall. 100%. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, do you have anything? I do not. I'll be honest with you. Oh, the only thing that was going through my mind was yeah. we need to start the show with through the wire. Because it just made sense. <laughs> it just made sense. I do have another. Uh, I have one one more thing before we get into uh, everything that happened this week. Um, so, Adam Shear, otherwise known as Braun Strowman, posted a photo of himself topless, wearing just a towel, in his mirror. Hashtag that OnlyFans. It, it's. <laughs> <laughs> it seems like it seems like that's the way to go. I, l- I would love to see WWE go after him for a third party. Uh, <laughs> a oh, third party. If he was doing OnlyFans, oh only that would be amazing. Him and uh, well, we'll get to who else. No, the, you know what WWE do? Listen, him and Lars. As long as we get a cut, <laughs> as long as we get a cut, I don't care what you do. You get... Did you say Lars? Is that what you said? I did. Oh, I did. that was low hanging fruit. <laughs> <laughs> that's what you did there. Um, so he posted on uh, the Instagrams his, this photo, and it just says in the middle it says just a little ab update, and he's got he's got some abs going on, good for him. And then people look, looking around on the counter, and I see a uh, on, on this photo here I see it sees uh, some lotion there, I see some uh, a razor, uh, electric razor, I see some soap, and? I see a scrub, and I see a hypodermic needle. <laughs> Yeah, I saw that, and then he immediately, oh, like not immediately, but almost very quickly, immediately took it very down. quickly, took it down. People got so upset. And what, ex- what did he say? It was it, a, ex- a, a B twelve? Uh, a B twelve? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all right, listen, cover his tracks that way. Because I'll be honest <laughs> with you, it was really bad if he didn't say anything. That's and just a deleted it. Bad look, man. Like, and it's like, and the people that reposted it have it like a big black circle <laughs> around the hypodermic needle. Um, Vince Vince texts him personally. Say it's B twelve. Say it's B twelve. Damn it! <laughs> you're, I'm telling you. I don't need another Randy Orton situation. Your your impressions today are on, on point. I got to tell you. Thank you. <laughs> um, so, all right. So you had all you had was through the wire. Let's get into the, into the week here. A lot of a lot of just legal action going on, and I'm sure. Uh, I, I, would you be surprised? Let me just before we get into the week that was. Um, would you be surprised if they? Because we haven't heard about a, a testing in a while. That they used to have like random testing. They used to be testing everybody every five seconds. WWE, I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. And now you haven't really heard anything in a while. Uh, would you be surprised if they actually went after Braun and were like, uh, he's uh, he's suspended for thirty days? Like, like wellness violation? Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, saying, honest, I'm saying just they, testing because they, of this photo. Yeah, exactly. And they, bro, they they suspended Eva Marie for taking like a, a dietary supplement or some shit, <laughs> some bullshit like that. And oh. it was just like, all right, at what point are you nitpicking? But hey, if they're if if WWE is going to be serious about this issue, 
uh, then yeah, I would say maybe suspend Braun for 30 days and then have him come back and ruck fucking wreck house. <laughs> That's what I meant to say. Ruck the wreck house. Rucking fuck Rucking. house. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh but yeah, God. that's that's uh, that's the only way that that if they do give if they do have him take a violation, it would be to get him off of television for a little while, have him come back, and then just rough shot everybody. Yeah. Um. <laughs> I just I, I did just one thing after another. Um. So let's quickly go through Raw here because there wasn't really much to to discuss here other than the fact that. Uh, uh, I enjoyed one match in this entire card for the entire night of three hours. Um, and, I'm, and I will explain what that was. Uh, see, Asuka, Mandy Rose, and Dana Brooke uh, defeated Zelina Vega, Natalia, and Lana. Um, right, by, right, uh, right before uh, Baszler and Nia Jax basically just destroyed uh, everybody when uh, uh, Zelina Vega just peaced out. Uh, Drew Gulak dressed as a janitor, wins the 24-7 title. Uh, I'm, I'm so sick of that, that damn thing. Um, Seth Rollins and Murphy defeated uh, Dominic Mysterio and Humberto Carrillo, who are basically the same person. Um, and then they, uh, once again, this Rollins storyline uh, escalates, and Murphy was uh, demanding an apology from the Messiah, and Rollins somehow turned it around and said, I demand an apology from you at 10 o'clock. Uh, Bray Wyatt gave a message to Kevin Owens, uh, Keith Lee, and Braun Strowman, uh, the aforementioned Braun Strowman, in a what they called an exhibition match, which, uh, if it if it's an exhibition match, how does it end in a double countout? Because nobody gives a shit. But it's if it's an exhibition match, shouldn't it just be the two of them just fighting until one of them wins? Until either one of them wins or it just kind of keeps going. <laughs> so is an exhibition match is going to be another name for no holds barred? <laughs> <laughs> I don't. They they they, they explain it as a non sanctioned non sanctioned battle that would not count toward either man's win loss record. I don't know when they became AEW all of a sudden, like that mattered. Um, uh, they they've sprinkled that win loss record line throughout the years when it's talking about like number one contenders. It's like oh because his win loss record, he's got the tiebreaker between the two. I feel like I've heard that in WWE. Really, I could just be grasping at straws. Mm. That's always a possibility with okay. him. <laughs> but right, fair enough. I want to. I want to. I want to believe that. Right. Uh, I, I just don't understand. So anyway, I bring this one up in particular just to, for two things. One, because that, that made absolutely no sense, and two, uh, it ends ended with a double countout. The two of them didn't really care. Strowman did a it ran a, like a charge towards Keith Lee and broke the barricade in front of the uh, Thunderdome fans. Uh, Strowman goes, then proceeds up the ramp, uh, on his way out. You see Keith Lee basically pop up, rush towards Strowman, and check him into the raw screen. And the whole thing looked like it was about to collapse on Strowman's head. And then takes, uh, Strowman and the two of them fall off the stage, uh, in another, like, uh, spear moment. Um, they tried to recreate the Bobby Lashley Braun Strowman. They scene. did. They did. Uh, I was impressed by it. They did. They did. Uh, they did try to create it, recreate it. Uh, I was impressed by that. I just again didn't understand why an, an exhibition match ends in a double countout. Our true three gains the twenty four seven title for the forty second time. I wish I had a cricket. Forty second is that it? Forty second. I would have said two thousandth. He's, <laughs> he's number forty two. Um, and, and now in the in the 
match of the night. And surprisingly, uh, I they they had a, a great match the week before, and I, I guess I got to start paying more attention to this because they put it in the in the middle of the card, and you know, I guess cut, cut, buried under all the other shit that they put on. But uh, Bobby Lashley and Shelton Benjamin taking on Ricochet and Apollo Cruz, and her business taking the win. Uh, this is a fun match. <laughs> this is a a fun match, and I'm I I will freely admit I will start paying more attention to this storyline, even though it just gets recycled every single because this week. is the raw storyline. This is the, the raw storyline revolves around retribution and the hurt business right now. Right. Well, Drew McIntyre is not the big thing about Raw. It's retribution and the hurt business. And the hurt business. Okay. Uh, I. I which is adamant uh, uh, as to what happened at the end. Yes. We'll get to that. Um, yeah. So finally it's 10 o'clock and uh, Murphy and Rollins confront each other. And Mur- uh, Rollins proceeds to beat the ever-loving shit out of Murphy. Um, to the point where then Aaliyah is now coming to the ring to stop Rollins from <laughs> from beating on Murphy. Uh, by the way, it looks like Aaliyah is going to actually have a... a, a contract with wwe nice good for her what is she 18 yeah uh, she's nine no she, they made it clear that she's 19 please oh my god and she knows nothing about the business thank god uh, like, honestly good for her according to them ride your, ride ride the coattails of your dad for as long as you can listen it's it's who you know dude it is always who yep. you know and never mind <laughs> and what suck everybody no. else on the way keep, <laughs> no, on the way it, up keep it rolling keep no, it rolling suck them so off the last the match of the night was uh <laughs> suck them off on the way up um uh, they had the they had the uh, Clash of Champions uh, match that they were supposed to have with uh, Jackson Baszler versus the Riot Squad in what I assumed was going to be the same kind of waste of time that this was a waste of time for. Um, and we just would have been more angry about it because it was on pay per view. Yes. So now, yeah, it kind of took this less of this thing out. <laughs> um, and then the not not the end end of the night, but the end of the night where we get retribution. Coming out uh, with the uh, the hurt business uh, when, when they and they, oh by the way set up the entire night for Raw was basically Ali uh, confronting the hurt business and saying I'm going to take you out and take you out MVP and so Mustafa Ali and MVP have their match Retribution comes out you see that Ali is is going to side you know, the, the the enemy of my enemy is my friend kind of situation where he turns around is facing Retribution comes out face to face with <laughs> with T Bar and Maze. And and then in a very heelish way, turns around and has a smirk on Ali. Does have a smirk on his face and is now the the leader of talk the, about it. the hurt business. I mean, the talk about it. Leader of yeah, retribution. Retribution. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Talk about an M Night Shyamalan twist. <laughs> what a twist! That was a good one. Um, I did not see that one coming. If they can take Actually, that, I might have. I think I might have. Okay. <laughs> I think I might have. I feel like I said. I feel like I said on the show once that how cool would it be to just interlock all the storylines into one? I'm just about to say if they could take now. Granted, this if I, I think I said GTV also locked in there too, and the anonymous right. raw general. That's manager. a push. All right, that's a push. Take it easy. It's a push. It's a push. But <laughs> I definitely did say the mysterious hacker and retribution. If they can get the hit, the hacker storyline into this, and and he's going to be on Raw tomorrow to explain himself. But if he can, he can in in that promo if he can explain that he was the hacker and that he and if you remember back in those the hacker days um everything that was on the cameras as far as the the behind the scenes stuff and the wrongdoings that other people were doing um it it, 
lends itself perfectly to this retribution storyline. So tie it together, and close the storyline, and actually do something right, WWE, for once, as far as storylines go. Amen. And it was uh, uh, whoever was the raw, I mean, the, the mysterious general, Jesus Christ, whoever was the mysterious hacker. Use your words. Go. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Was uh, also wearing a hoodie. So it could tie in. It could tie in. Could tie in. Black hoodie, like everybody came out in black hoodies originally and yeah. they had those fuck awful masks. Mm. It's ridiculous. <laughs> it really is. I will, uh, I think for Halloween, I'm going to be Mace. He looks like a, in the, in the picture here, he looks like. Oh, a, I'm going to be Slapjack and I'm going to carry around a hot pocket <laughs> with me. Uh, slapjack. Because um. <laughs> that bitch ate my hot pocket. <laughs> Uh, as long as you have the yeah, let me let me shut up. Um, he looks like in the, Mace looks like in this photo. He looks like uh, like uh, um, Predator. Thank you. You got it. <laughs> Use your words. Uh, he looks like Predator, and I, I'm I'm actually I, I like and the look. Dominic Dijakovic looks like Mad Max. He, he does look like Mad Max, but he looks like he you could like take a ball gag and he's like he's like sexual fetishes you don't know about. Mad Max mixed with Pulp Fiction. <laughs> Just, this is what happens when Mad Max meets Pulp Fiction. It's a whole bunch of, of shit. Speaking of retribution, um, they lost a member, R.I.P. to uh, the to under- retaliation or some shit. Through, I thought that was whatever uh, her name was. I thought that was uh, Mia Yim. No, that's Reckoning. Oh, you're right. Look at you. Thank you. Retaliation. I'm on my shit today. I can't. Man. I, I can't get the. I can't get a grasp with these stupid ass names. So retaliation. Basically, oh, I remember the. I remember the first three. First. Show. Oh yeah, of course. No, because they they. they blatantly said it every five seconds um that we know the we know the names of these guys that we just basically signed contracts to that are looking to destroy wwe from within um so retaliation is no longer no more with uh retribution uh mercedes martinez is back in nxt not officially but she is out of retribution and that was quick quick fast and in a hurry with that um so hopefully uh, tomorrow we will get an explanation with from ali as far as that storyline goes and then uh the main event of the evening uh, with Randy Orton, Ziggler, and Rude taking on McIntyre and the Street Profits. And Orton, Ziggler, and Rude take the win on that one. Um, we have Randy Orton finally pinned Drew McIntyre. Yeah. How about that, how about that uh, headline? So he's going to win on Sunday? I was going to say, is that, is that a uh, sign of things to come? Honestly, I've said that their last two matchups that Randy Orton was going to win, so I don't even fucking know. <laughs> Nobody knows anything. Um, and so we're going to have three. Uh, and we, and SmackDown established another one. We're going to have three Hell in a Cell matches, and I'm all about it. I think if you have a Hell in a Cell, Me too. use it. <laughs> it's there. Use it. Um, but just have the rule, since it's a Hell in a Cell, that it's no disqualification. Right. Right, because, Absolutely. because if, if you have a Hell in a Cell that has disqualifications, then it's not really a match. Yep. And we don't talk yep. about that. Yep. Nope. nope. He's got to be able to take a sledgehammer to the head. I agree. <laughs> Sledge to the head. Um, I don't know where I came up with that concept. I must have seen it somewhere at some time. Uh, so NXT, right? That will get you a disqualification. Um, kicking things off with uh, Tommaso Ciampa versus uh, Kushida. I... I actually enjoyed seeing a match like this. Uh, but my big takeaway from this was that uh, Velveteen Dream came out of uh, nowhere at the end. And uh, try, try to remember here. Uh, yeah, so he came out at the end here. And he's just getting squashed. 
Like every time he, first of all, every time he comes on TV, hashtag fire Velveteen Dream comes immediately spikes up. They don't put that on TV though. They should actually do it. And, like, and when they do, uh, when it's trending worldwide, they never do the negative trends. They should do it. fire fire uh, Velveteen Dream is trending worldwide, and they just put the, the hashtag on the bottom of the screen. That would be hilarious. <laughs> um, and so of course it's ended with a, a disqualification because they can't put anyone you know, over that or trying to get over the two of them um and velveteen dream just gets absolutely annihilated um killian dane and drake maverick take a, a defeat ever rise that's i the- loved this okay please i loved every second of this mm. i thought it was hilarious oh drake the whole the whole killian and drake thing the, i thought it was amazing their odd couple dynamic you think it's like a team hell no type thing oh, absolutely Right? Yeah, oh my okay. god, it's oh, gonna god. make it so good. Yeah. This is gonna be dope. I can't wait for them to be tag team champions. Two two Europeans, one uh completely hairless, one full of hair. Um and just yeah, it's the team hell no scenario all all about it. And uh <laughs> they they're gonna give them the belts at some point. They always they give, have to. They always give the odd couples the belts, uh AKA Baszler and, and Jax. Um, so they can basically get destroyed and, and uh break up. Uh, let's see here. Theory defeats Leon Ruff, who then uh, takes on Dexter Loomis, returning Dexter Loomis, and uh, Loomis defeats Austin Theory. That was actually a really good match. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see here. Oh, let's let's talk about this one. Oh, buddy. Oh, buddy. Oh, boy. So, Ridge Holland, who's getting the the rocket up the ass push. Um, I wouldn't have been surprised. Prior to everything that just happened with this match, if he was going to take on Finn at some point, but uh, well, it, if you remember before this match when he walked into the NXT arena, the only thing that he said to the interviewer was, "I didn't have a Mercedes last week, now I do," and then walked right into the arena. Yeah, so there was going to be something there where he was like a hired hitman. I just want to know who hired him. Who hired him? Yeah. Well, I guess we'll, we'll, we won't know for a while. Um. No, we <laughs> he uh, he comes uh, he, he defeats Danny Birch. Ridge Hollins does in a uh, in impressive fashion, but then Oni Lorcan comes uh, for revenge, um, and they they battle outside for a little bit. Ridge Holland is outside, and Oni Lorcan does a uh, a uh, the tope tope suicida. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ridge tries to catch him, and his left. Uh, knee just completely yeah. just yeah. snaps and when so, you say snap it's like it just it buckles underneath him and it you definitely say something like his knee just like twerks to the right and he is on the floor screaming in pain and oni is doing his his wrestling punches like his fake <laughs> light punches to the shoulder where the referees tackle him off of ridge and I watched it several times. They one of the referees just pushes, like literally, just tackles him off of him. One, re- the other referee uh, throws the X up immediately, mm-hmm. and uh, and there's, there's basically there was five referees outside. And two of them are are covering Ridge and basically talking to him while they're just trying to end the camera. They tell one referee tells Oni just go and go to the ring and t- yeah, you hear him say in the ring, in the ring, and he tends to Danny. Uh, the camera immediately goes to them. They go to commercial. Uh, no, I'm sorry, they don't go to commercial. They uh, they cut to. Uh, uh, Johnny Gargano in the back, um, but yeah, that was just a just an awful. It was a bad thing. Awful look. So I have a, a quote from uh, I believe it's EssentiallySports.com. Okay, 
Lorcan launched himself over the top rope onto Holland, resulting resulting in a dislocated and fractured ankle for the latter. Uh, yeah. The British superstar also suffered from pa- uh, patellar dislocation and ruptured patellar tendon. Holland will soon go undergo surgery and will be out for some time. Yeah, no shit. He got <laughs> fucked up. Oh, that's horrible, man. Like this is just another name in NXT, which is just completely. I, I, I was looking forward to so much. Looking forward to Karrion Cross and that storyline where it was going to go with his dominance. I was looking forward to Ridge Holland getting this push. Um, and it this just, is like a freak accident. Almost. That this is very freaky. This is incredibly you know I mean? freaky. Yeah, like this happens with, all the time. When when people are are doing those 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 flips off the it's top, it's the rope. extra moves. It's the extra moves. It's that always they're like oh, it's always extra moves. Like when you saw an AEW with with Luther at the end of the of uh, the, the main event of of oh Dynamo. my god, we're gonna talk about that. What a, awful, awful. Um, but just his move, Arf. yeah, his move when he you know he does that flip off the top and they're supposed to catch him like that. That is a, a just a moment exactly like this where you're supposed to catch him. That you know everybody gathers around. The more bodies that are on the bottom on, on the floor to catch the person, you know the the less stress you you get on your body um but he was just one one on one here and he was supposed to just catch him like he probably has done a thousand different times yeah and when you get to that thousand and one it's this is the situation that happens you snap your ankle so yeah that's it was it was a freak accident yeah on a lighter note though Mm. uh wade barrett said something at the beginning of that that match that i popped for hard Mm. he goes uh (laughs) it's it's like a north versus south thing he goes comparing London to Yorkshire. Comparing London to Yorkshire is comparing Manhattan to Mississippi. <laughs> Dude, I'm telling you, <laughs> she go on the road with these. Um, <laughs> so he's saying that they're far. Is basically what they the not point. only are they far, but think about the difference between Manhattan and Mississippi. You're like, oh, okay, as far as all right, I get it. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah, in Manhattan, you're gonna you know drink tea with your freaking pinky out. Mm. In Mississippi, all you hear is. <laughs> Squeal like a pig. Uh, so best wishes to Ridge, man. I, I'm unfortunate. Like now he's gonna be out for. Like, he's got like, he's got like the road to recovery that that uh, we just saw with uh, Ember Moon. Like it's like someone yeah. like her who's just out for 14 months. It's gonna be the same deal. We're, gonna, we're not gonna see him till probably 2022. Yeah, hopefully um, they're live fans by then. Maybe it'll be a bigger pop. Hopefully we do live fans. Um, and it, well, and a totally now different storyline since Yui won't be there. Uh, <laughs> Shotzi Blackheart uh, defeating Jabari Zia Lee. It's uh, I I want to like Shotzi Blackheart. I really do. Mm-hmm. For me, there's something really annoying about her. <laughs> like, I don't know I what think, it is. I think that's the point. Okay. Oh, okay. There's a point to it. Okay. I didn't know that was that was no. Like she's like the annoying. I I be honest, I have no idea. So they announced how, how but she's we, doing the whole spooky thing. Like she, she's got the spooky gimmick. Okay, she has a spooky it? gimmick. She's she's hosting Halloween Havoc. They're bringing that back. We, uh, I don't know if we mentioned that last week, that they're uh, they're bringing back that name. We did mention it. Um, she's hosting, and so I, I, I find her attractive. I think she's a great wrestler, uh, especially with her nudes online. But there's <laughs> just something about her that's annoys the shit out of me. I think it's every time she talks, she just screams, <laughs> and she's like. Uh, Talking like this, a loud pitch voice. Just you have you're on a twenty, sweetheart. Just bring it like to like a five, just for now, and then we yeah. can we can talk the rest of the. No, you, just put it in half, like a ten. <laughs> Ten's okay. Just, um, it's part of her shtick. I get it, but just twenty doesn't have to be. You don't got to be so much. So you much. Yeah. Bring it down. Bring it down, please, for the love of God. Um, and then your main event, which was Ember Moon and uh, Rhea Ripley taking on Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez. The first thing 
uh, two things out of this. I was looking forward to seeing Ember Moon. I knew Ember Moon was going to win because she's returned. Returning wrestlers always come back and win. I was looking forward to seeing uh, her finishing move, which is probably what my favorite finishing move in all of wrestling, uh, which is the Eclipse, which is basically a a she does a flip off the top rope and into a stunner. Mm-hmm. One of the most impressive moves ever. My other takeaway from this match is that Ember Moon is stiff. Good God. Oh yeah, <laughs> she's st- <laughs> like Dakota Kai took some shots. And so, like the, 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 in the picture here, the, this uh, running a double double foot uh, drop kick, like she just dropped her, <laughs> like it just right it's in her shoulders, dropped straight to the ground. Um, I'm a big fan of strong style. Personally. This is very. Love this it. is this is a strong style to like the tenth degree. Oh like, yeah. Like if Nakamura is like on a ten, like not even ten. Nakamura is like a six. Ember Moon is like on a fifteen. You know who I want to see in a in a battle of strong styles. Mm. Pete Dunn versus Shinsuke Nakamura. Yeah, bring it. <laughs> That'd be amazing. That would be, be amazing. right now. <laughs> well, if he can get over here into the states, yes. But once he can, then please book it immediately. Hell yeah. Um, so NXT full of full of goodness, but yet uh, uh, pain as well. <laughs> that that I can't I can't tell you the amount of times I. I Kept rewinding that one spot with uh, Rich Holland, <laughs> just going back and forth seeing that thing. The problem I had with it was that I knew it was coming. I just didn't know exactly because I remember hearing it on a podcast I think earlier mm. earlier in the week, mm. and because I be honest, I just watched it like a couple hours ago, and uh, I was like, I heard about it. I was like, Rich Holland hurt himself. What the hell happened? So when I watched it, like I had forgotten about it, and then I'm like, Oh my god, I think Rich Holland hurts himself. And the whole match I'm watching, it, I'm like, I don't see nothing. What the hell happened? I thought it was like a whole edge thing where they fucking recorded it and then I got duped. <laughs> hmm. But I paused it and then I read online and it was like, okay, like I just saw the spot where he did the first tope mm-hmm. and Ridge actually caught him and went down, but yep. like perfectly okay. Yep. Then when he went to go do the second one, you see him come down and I'm like, oh my God, Joe Theismann again. Joe Theismann. Oh. All over again. All over again. AEW Dynamite. We are celebrating 30 years of Le Champion. Of the demo guy. Are we though? Are we? Because it's really just nineties nineties era Jericho pictures. I'm sorry. Nineteen ninety to nineteen ninety four or six. And then two thousand nineteen. <laughs> so how <laughs> much is it in the how montage? much of it is actually thirty years of Jericho? In the montage. I get it. Um well listen, they had uh in the in the congratulation video packages that they kept showing all night, um they had his very first opponent, Lance Storm. Uh mm-hmm. congrats congratulate him. Yes. Also his very first tag partner, Lance Storm. Lance Storm. Um, yeah, all the photos. I mean, you can't really go any further than what you have or what he has as far as his early career. Like he, I'm sure he donated some of his own photos and then everything that they had from 2019 up until now and yeah. in that in that montage at the end there. Um, what yeah. are the odds, do you think, Cause, that they reached out to WWE? Oh, zero to some none. Some type of pictures. Zero to none. That's Like, I don't agree with that. I think that they should have just bit the bullet and be like, hey, can you just give us like a, you know, countdown to Jericho one? Let's get one of those. Let's get a short haired Jericho. That's all you needed. You and, needed two pictures, really. That's and how it. much of how much of a laugh did you hear from the other end before he went click? Like how how long a span of time was? It? How many seconds did were you like <laughs> click? Yo, listen, Vinny loves the green money. <laughs> I'm sorry, Vinny loves money. Uh, yeah. I mean, uh, I don't know. I don't know if any money would have. There has to be a price. Everybody's ever, got a price. I don't know if any money would have ever transpired between WWE and AEW for any kind of uh, uh, 
I mean, they're freaking. They own Rhodes' last name. <laughs> they're not allowing him, Cody Rhodes, to have his last name. What? But that's nit- nitpicking at this point. Chris Jericho is different. It's not Cody Rhodes. But Jericho is constantly bitching and moaning about the 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 product that WWE puts out. Yeah, but he still talks to Vince. Well, yeah, listen. exactly. Okay, but if you if you if it worked out, then you would have seen some photos from WCW or WWE. Did you? No. Nothing. This is true. That's what I'm saying. I don't even think they called them. I don't think they called them either because I don't think they there was and there was no part in their mind they were like maybe they did think about it for a hot second and then they were like yeah, that immediate answer was going to be no, no, absolutely yeah. not. If you can imagine, like, and if you know, the, the they're inter- doing it with New Japan now. Obviously, you can tell. Yes, yes, but the the immediate news because uh, you know the internet being the internet and how you know fans will troll everything. They found that syringe in that photo with uh, Braun Strowman. They could definitely pause on on all those those photos that they had in that fast moving mo- montage and see if they find one photo of like Lionheart in WCW. Like, oh wait, hold on. True. Um, yeah, you're right. Uh, it's I, I just I, I, I that'd be that'd be awesome if they did. But then imagine the the ripples that would have <laughs> in wrestling if uh, WWE allowed that. Um, kicking things off with a. a Battle of the of the beasts for a belt that doesn't really mean a damn thing. Um, with Brian Cage, I feel like it would have meant a little more if Will Hobbs actually won it. Like if it actually does, this title has never changed hands. It's been Taz's. That's it's been it. Taz's, right? So if it does change hands, then yeah, they have to win it back. Then it's a legitimate belt at this point. This, right now, I, it's just a fucking that's true. accessory. It, this is very true. This is very true. Um, I will also say that uh they had taz and absolute ricky starks on the commentary uh ricky starks providing absolutely nothing <laughs> to this commentary other than ooh ah oh wow wow um and the the battle- starting to really sound like the kid from the goofy movie i am no no no, no. Oh, ricky starks, oh, ricky starks. <laughs> i gotta watch that movie again that was an awesome movie <laughs> um cut this whole thing off right now so uh and we're back how was the movie and, we're back. <laughs> and that's it uh let's see so it, cage retains the belt i mean there's nothing more to say other than there was a bunch of a bunch of spots i will say though that brian cage for a big guy is very athletic and very uh agile and very flippy flip <laughs> he was in he, he did lucha underground he, for a couple seasons i think did he like he he's he's very well versed in the lucha style of wrestling. He can't talk on the mic for shit, but man, he can wrestle. No, that's why Taz is with him <laughs> and Ricky. That's why you have Ricky. That's why you have a mouthpiece. All all good wrestlers that Bro, can't talk on the mic. He's got two mouthpieces if you really think this about it. This is very true. And Ricky Starks is I think better than Taz. Um I, yeah. He doesn't would, flub as many I was, words. I was just about yeah, to say he doesn't I, I do <laughs> without the flubbing. Um Remember, they don't run a sloppy shop <laughs> until COVID hits <laughs> and then all of a sudden it's a sloppy shop. Uh, so yeah, they were beating after the match. Uh, they were beating down on on Hobbs until Darby Allen's music hits. I I can't stand my, one of my biggest pet peeves of wrestling. I can't stand when if you hate somebody so much that you would charge the ring with your skateboard, and St- Starks and Cage nonchalantly just like kind of walk out of the ring. And Darby mm-hmm. Darby is as as close as I am to this laptop right now. And has the skateboard in his hand and basically flinches to kind of attack him and just does nothing. And then Stark jumps off the, the apron onto the floor. Like It's all about the build up, baby. Wouldn't you just swing? At least swing. <laughs> at least attempt. Yeah, swing and miss at swing least. And I, miss. I get you on that. Throw throw it up. Throw it swing it up. I don't care what you do. It just it seems so like 
it seems so fake. <laughs> it seems so hey, fake. Hey, we don't use that F word. Uh, I, I know, which is why I, I, I hesitated using it. Um, the congratulations starts for uh, for Jericho at Slash, Dennis Miller. Uh, Jericho's father, who I didn't even know it was that, w- that was him until he said it. <laughs> congratulations, son, uh, Ted Irvine. And uh, You didn't know that was Ted Irvine? I didn't know. He was on the first episode of AEW, I'm pretty sure. No, not the first. He was on one of like the premiere episodes of AEW. No, I, I I remember his name. I remember I remember his face. So I, oh. I once he said it, I was like, okay, yeah, yeah. I, it reminded me, but when I first saw mm-hmm. him, it didn't. I didn't uh, put two and two together. Um, and then FTR with this this uh, gimmick of the twenty minute uh, the brush with greatness. Oh, it's Hiroshi Tanahashi. Too. Oh, Tanahashi. Sorry, yes, Hiroshi Tanahashi. Um, I I feel like he's like he should come in at some point and and challenge Jericho. Um, Tanahashi. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, what uh, I think should happen is they should have somebody from New Japan, mm-hmm. probably Tanahashi, come and compete in this tournament if they can. Yeah, they have somebody close to the U.S. who can get to Florida. They should have him come compete in this tournament, and I think there's two spots remaining that they haven't announced yet, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. So one of those people from New Japan would be amazing, and the pop would be incredible. Right, <laughs> the pop for. With all 20 fans that are there. But I think the bigger thing is that there have been rumblings online about, and actually Steven had brought this up to me, there have been rumblings that uh, some people might be going to New Japan to compete in that tournament. Mm. I think Orange Cassidy was one of the people. Mm. Was it the Super Juniors, I think? Some, some along those lines. I forgot exactly what it was. But there was a president from New Japan that had gotten fired recently, okay. and that was one of the biggest obstacles that AEW had in working with, with New Japan. So I think that the, everything's going to come together, which means you could be seeing Bullet Club in AEW. You okay. could be seeing the Good Brothers in AEW because Impact also has a working relationship with New Japan. Okay. And since Don Callis and Chris Jericho are such buddy-buddy, mm. everything could work out perfectly. And I'm all for it. <laughs> it's like one, it. one super uh, league. <laughs> uh, it'd be awesome. Some might call it like a like a federation of, of world wrestling. Some something along those lines. Well, see, or, or like an all wrestling alliance. Maybe an alliance. Ah, of there you go. That yeah, would, that would like span has different all continents. Wrestling. Yes. Here's here's one I got for you. What about like a championship wrestling of the world? <laughs> you. You imagine if someone came out with like a a league, a wrestling organization, and just changed the names up of WCW and just I need a championship wrestling, oh championship world wrestling, yeah, wrestling championship world. That's still WCW. Here, got I got one for you. Uh, the wrestling major leagues, boom. Wrestling major leagues. They should make that copy, print it, ship it. Oh, wait a minute. I mean, it is already. It's, it's already, called MLW. It's, it's called, yeah, it's, got, it's a thing. <laughs> uh, Brush with Greatness, FTR, uh, taking on TH2, um, Angelico and Jack Evans. I, this seems like a night of uh, AEW The Dark with some of these uh, these matches. Uh, with that being said, I, I'm I'm starting to like TH2, <laughs> and uh, I, I'm probably in the very small minority of that, but I just like, I, I like... There's a small sect of me that I like as far as acrobatic acrobatic wrestling and like Young Bucks, uh, TH2, uh, mm-hmm. uh, Private Party, 
uh, where it's, it's it, they they weren't as spot fest as everybody else, but they had their. But moments. it is the spot style of wrestling. It is spot style of wrestling, and uh, I I like it. it they, they they've toned it down. Uh, AEW has, um, but again, when when Young Bucks and everybody else, you know, those those teams come out, uh, it's just spot, I definitely spot, enjoy. Spot, 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 spot. Yeah, no, I agree, but I definitely enjoy watching Jack Evans and Angelico. However, uh, can you come up with another dance move other than doing the Bernie to get your fucking jacket off? Because it's really starting to annoy. <laughs> the Bernie. It's really starting to annoy, yeah. and uh, I'm I'm over that. If you if you can do something else, hey, maybe just take your damn jacket off regular. You don't yes. gotta fucking dance to it. They dance it off. Um. These moves are so hot, it just it comes right off. Uh, oh, right, yeah. The about that. FTR, <laughs> FTR takes the win, but then best friends are out to. Uh, I love their shirts, by the way. They're very, very funny shirts with the. Um, uh, it was FTR dressed as hot dogs on their shirts. I think I want to buy that. Um, so they're gonna have a match next week for the for the gold in an actual match, sixty minute time limit match. Um, so excited excited about that. Uh, they showed MGF. Uh, MJF with a tribute to Chris Jericho, and he would return later on in the night to a complete uh, collapse and dud of a uh, of an end of a match, uh, end of the night. Uh, Lars Ulrich, Metallica, Gene Simmons, Kiss, uh, Don Callis, is Shaq, DDP, uh, all congratulating Chris, and then AEW had their first dog collar match. Good, good, good God! Mm-hmm. The brutality in this match. Oh and yeah. Uh, I give it to Cody, man. I, every time I look at Cody now, I think of the days when he was uh, Stardust and the bullshit he went through in WWE. And then about he, this, yes, when he put, put his hands in front of his face with the star, <laughs> and uh, and him basically re having having to regenerate his career, reboot his career by leaving WWE and going abroad, like everybody else does, um, coming back and being who he is now, and. Uh, a completely different level of respect for him, and he's taken on this TNT title uh, picture uh, where he's just <laughs> every match that he does, man, is just like one more brutal than the next. Um, and this was no exception. And the fact that again, uh, I understand that you have to have picture in picture uh, to go to commercial, and and the advertisers love that for sure. Because they're like eyes aren't leaving. We have we still have the match, and they're not even paying attention to the left side of the screen. I don't care as long as we can tell these advertisers your 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 commercial will be seen by all of our viewers, no matter what. I don't think it's all of them. You think people still go away from the from flipping flipping over to another uh, like NXT? I'll be honest with you, me personally, I never. I, do. I don't watch live. Granted, so if it's live, it's different. Right. I skip through every picture in picture, no matter what, out uh, of principle. You, yeah. You don't missed. try to don't don't try to loop me in, all right? I know what you're doing, and I don't accept it. I'm gonna fast forward no matter what, and I'm gonna complain about it too. You I mi- don't give a shit. You missed a good one. You missed a good one because there was a, a a part in that picture in picture during the commercial where he had Cody had uh, uh, Brody Lee in a a hookup uh, pile driver. He basically hooked up both his legs and on the apron outside apron to the table on the floor. Pile, pile drove him into the table during the commercial And that's break. what busted him open, and right? that's what busted uh, him open. And Brody? It, yeah. And if you fast yeah. forwarded, you missed that. <laughs> and so that's why I, I they have so much good action. They don't like pause. Like they used to pause during during uh, commercial breaks. They don't do that anymore as far as like just do like a like a headlock or you know, uh, toe hold into some sort of like submission move. They don't do that anymore. They do like these 
big ass moves during a commercial break, and I'm like, oh shit, I'm listening to freaking uh, uh, some hemorrhoid cream commercial. Meanwhile, uh, Brody Lee just got his ass kicked. So I can't fast forward. Uh-huh. They got that me. was a good one. That one <laughs> under the radar, but hemorrhoid commercial getting your ass kicked. I I caught it. I caught it. Thank you. Bravo. Uh, I try. This is what I do. <laughs> Unintentional, by the way. I'll, I'll really admit. Um, <laughs> so they had Greg Valentine, who uh, uh, sitting outside. He was in the first, uh, or not the first, but the, according to them, the most famous dog collar match of all time, when it was Greg Valentine versus Roddy Roddy Piper. I um, I would say it is. I mean, I can't really remember too many. I can't others. think of another one. <laughs> so there you go. That's the most famous one. Um, this this was a good one, man. This is this is good. Uh, blood spillage moves uh tripping up again with the with the chain freaking john silver immediately out of the get uh you knew something was going to happen because he's standing on the on the apron and they mentioned him uh, a couple times um he gets busted open by cody with the chain and then he, <laughs> and then Brody lee and anna jay sit him down sit uh silver down and cody immediately just runs towards him and gives him a drop kick off the chair <laughs> like the poor, poor guy has no luck yeah. Um, uh, the best way to describe this match was I have an exact quote from JR that I want to read. Please. Quote JR is always good for a good quote. A crazy ass match. That is an exact <laughs> quote from JR during a live broadcast. That's why he gets paid the big bucks. Man, he's he's just a, a fountain of wisdom. Um, Cody Cody gets the win after all after everything was said and done, man. And and the blood that was spilled in this match was just insane. Cody gets the win. He gets on the mic. He's saying basically for the the uh, the one year anniversary, which is happening next Wednesday, that we I, I'm defending the title and anybody's open. And all of a sudden, you see <laughs> you see Orange Cassidy walk out, and I I'm, I I think more than any other thing next week, and I'm including Raw and SmackDown. I am probably most excited for that match. So I definitely. I'm 100% excited for that match. Mm-hmm. I also don't agree that Cody should have won that. And the only reason, I'll, I'll tell you this, I'll, I'll take back what I said if Orange Cassidy wins next week. Okay. Because he was always the one that says, I'm not, I'm, we're not going to put ourselves over. We're not going to put ourselves over. Meanwhile, he is the only one out of all of the elite mm-hmm. who is putting himself over. Himself over. over. <laughs> Brody, Every time. Brody Lee basically was the, you know, how wrestlers are like a stopgap for another wrestler as far as belts being held. So, like, The Fiend was a stopgap from, from Strowman to Fiend, and then Fiend for a week was a stopgap to Roman Reigns. Yeah. As far as belt, belt holding. Brody Lee was a stopgap for Cody that he just beat Cody for the belt. <laughs> so yeah. he beat Cody. He held the belt. Cody goes to film Big Show uh, with Burke uh, right the machine, The real machine. The real Burke machine. Burke Kreischer. Um, and then Cody comes back after filming, and then he gets he takes the belt back. So you're absolutely right. No, you're right. <laughs> you're right. As good as Cody is, he is putting himself over, and he's doing exactly the opposite of what he said he would do. I'll never be like Triple H, but yep. I will also give myself the title. So like where does it where does it lie? Exactly. Now, to be fair, Triple H never gave himself the NXT title. So there is a difference. Uh, a little and, bit. But Vince Vince, yeah, this is true. Vince gave himself the belt. Uh um, this is true. Yeah, so you know. Like yeah. actually just gave himself the belt. <laughs> <He> just, <laughs> I'm just I am gonna wear a do-rag and, and win the title. Um so yeah, there there's that. Uh so we will have Cassidy and, and Cody next week. Um more names announced for the, the AEW World Championship Tournament. It seems like there's a tournament every week. Uh, Wardlow, Cole Cabana, Hangman, Adam Page. 
that that storyline with him and uh, Omega is going to be a good one. Um, it's all going to set up for Hangman versus Omega in the finals. I, that's what I'm going to say. I would, I would love it. Bring it on. Uh, Bing Swole uh, defeated Serena Deeb. Moxley uh, sitting at a bar. And now the main event of the evening where we have Chaos Project, Luther and Serpentico versus uh, Jericho and Hager. Dumpster I, fire. <sighs> the only thing I'm going to say. Excalibur. Not, not even dumpster fire. It was okay, but it was just like, I don't know. Watching Luther go up to the top rope, it's it like made watching me cringe. molasses uh, on a very cold day. It's just—it's like, like it's, watching molasses dry. It's very <laughs> just slow as hell, and uh, I can appreciate that they wanted to have this full full circle. As Excalibur ex- ex- uh, explained, that Jericho and Luther had their uh, met for the first time in 1991, mm-hmm. uh, so they go way back. Um, but geez, man, it's just it, this whole match was just—it was just not good. <laughs> not I like good. the concept of it because. Actually, fun fact, there are four people who technically appeared on AEW this past week hmm. who have been friends this whole time. That's Jericho, Luther, Lance Storm, and Don Callis. All four of those people have been the best of friends since hmm. all of them got into the wrestling business together. Right. It just so happens that Lu- uh, Lance and Chris legitimately debuted on the same day. Right. Like their first match was Ever either was together or against, against each other. It was against each other. Yeah. Yeah. So it was like that was cool. That that whole thing was cool. The whole Luther taking on Chris Jericho for the first time ever on American television, that was awesome. Mm. But the match itself, I did not like. It was very cringe. Shite. Yeah, it was bad. It was shite. It was just so it's so slow and just so like not even deliberate. It's, it's just, yeah. And Luther is just, uh, you can just see the age in some wrestlers and you can see the age in him. And, yeah. uh, and Jericho, you can start seeing the age in him, but he will still take a Huracarana. He'll still flip around. He'll take bumps. Like every single match, every match now that he does is basically to put over the guy that he's wrestling. Every single match up until Judas Effect. It's just, it's, it's without fail. It's the blueprint of every single AEW match that he does. See, now, I think that's more respectable than what Cody did. I completely agree. You know I what I mean? I Put the guy agree. over, and right. then you have one devastating move that'll knock anybody out, right. which, total bullshit, I'm calling it, but whatever. Well, you say that, and then <laughs> we get to the end of the match, and I, I agree with that. I agree with that statement, or I agreed with that statement. Um, when he's pulling, so you when saw he, this last Judas effect. Yes, <laughs> yeah. yes. So the he's gets he gets on the mic and and Jericho does, and he's legit thanking everybody for thirty years of support and being there for uh, for him. And then MJF's music hits, and he comes out with Wardlow and this this uh, present for for Jericho, and it's obviously a picture or something, and it's there's somebody dressed uh, that's that's under a a blanket of, of sorts, and. You see, you see Warlow about to take the thing off, the cover off of this person, and uh, and then MGF is like, "All right, we're gonna count on, we're gonna count down," and then Warlow stops <laughs> taking the thing off, and then he counts to five. You already see this, this; it's a person. You already see the feet. Counts to five, takes the cover off, and it's a clown, and it's mm-hmm. dressed in a Jericho light up jacket with his New Japan uh, like crow makeup, the pain maker makeup, pain maker makeup. And he has a clown uh, wig on, and Jericho—you could see he's 
visibly pissed <laughs> by this whole thing. It, I don't even know if it. it I know. I know this was scheduled. I to don't happen. think. I, I don't think it was. It, but it didn't look like it was scheduled to happen. I. I maybe it wasn't. Maybe you're right. They, I read. I read online somewhere. I forgot where, but I read online that said that. Uh, AEW star interrupted Jericho's last segment. Something like that. The whole segment just fell like a lead balloon. It was horrible. And it wasn't funny. The, the clown had a picture. The picture, he, and he gives it to Jericho. Jericho unwraps it, and it's a picture of MJF. And Jericho says, thank you very much. And then MJF, he, he, Jericho proceeds to take the picture and slam it on the clown's head and then give him the hardest Judas effect. Because he no-sold the, the, the picture. No-sold the picture. Complete no sold the picture. You kind of just see him look at him like, all right, what now? Well, he looked like he, he, and then just Judas effect. No sold, but he looked like he was like. A, I don't know if he was about to be dazed, but then he just yeah. They, they gave him the, the hardest Judas effect I've ever seen anybody ever give anybody. <laughs> it's just like this guy's an asshole. I'm gonna I don't want this whole segment. Bam, and he just elbowed the shit out of this guy. Whoever this poor guy was, gone. The guy was out of the ring. Done. Um, and then it, it just the cringeworthy part of it was just uh, don't don't interrupt me again. And they stared at each other for a while, and then they laughed as if it was uh, a joke. And then everybody started coming out to congratulate him uh, from the back stage area. Just a bad segment. It was just an MJF lo- looking in the ring like uh, you know he goes, I'm sorry, I, I, my picture here, blah blah blah. <laughs> it was just, it was just bad. I want this particular storyline to play out like Rock and Farouk. So MJF, you still want MJF to take over Inner Circle? Not that I want him to take over Inner Circle, but I would not mind him joining the Inner Circle. Mm-hmm. Kind of phase Sammy out a little bit, have Sammy go, you know, do his own singles thing, and then have MJF. I mean, listen, you don't even need to freaking have Sammy. You can have Sammy in there for a little while. It's like the jealous, the uh, jealous of the new dog type thing. You know what I mean? Why is he getting all the attention? What the fuck? Right. He didn't even get me a jacket. Bastard. <laughs> Son of a bitch. Uh, let's see here. Uh, moving on to Friday Night SmackDown. And uh, ratings for this, by the way, uh, through the roof uh, because of the, the draft uh, aspect of it. Um, A lot of news as far as uh, who was going to go and come and being split and blah, blah, blah. And a lot of things came to fruition. So they started the night off with Big E and Sheamus. In a false count anywhere match, what a! I I, I love this match actually. I, I was all for it. I I think they destroyed each other in the same kind of vein as the dog collar match, with kendo sticks and broomsticks and just the, the, they went, took it backstage to the catering area, covering Big E in in food. Um, uh, Big E uh, uh, hitting Sheamus in the back of the. Uh, of the neck in the back with uh, the broomstick cutting him open in the back uh big e his leg got cut up um he did a uh a celtic cross on top of a car into a windshield um he had he had big e, at one point he had big e in the trunk of a car and he was his arm was sticking out he was about to basically chop off his arm <laughs> with the trunk and big e stopped it with his leg um bro kicked he shamed bro kicked the trunk off of the car um yeah, just it, it it had everything that I love in a false count, no disqualification, false count anywhere match, um, and this was this was great, and it ended with a weird kind of twist because then all of a sudden you see Kofi come out, and then you see Xavier Woods come come out, he's back, and New Day is whole again, New Day is there, and 
And as hurt as Biggie was, he didn't seem as happy as he should have been because he probably knew something was coming up. And in hindsight, he's... I'm going to cry, bro. <laughs> in hindsight, <laughs> he already knew this was happening. They already knew this was happening. So he will we'll get to it. But he basically reported that after everything was said and done, that the feelings were real, <laughs> according to him. So we will get to exactly what happened with that. Um, the aforementioned Matt Riddle and Jeff Hardy uh, defeating Miz and Morrison. And then the return of Mr. Porn himself, Lars Sullivan. Oh, come on. That's past him now, dude. He's got a different beard. Listen, if he can, <laughs> he's got a different beard. If he if he has a storyline apparently that he's supposed to be having with uh, Braun Strowman, how about they're rumored to, to have? Uh, they can both do uh, some porn together. Oh come on! No, they'll shoot good. themselves up too. Exactly. Oh come on! <laughs> oh come on! All right, that might have been too far. <laughs> that might have been too far. My bad. So Lars Sullivan is back. So, and and again, if WWE takes any third party from uh, OnlyFans from Lars Sullivan, you'll you'll know why. Um, oh it's it's bound to happen. Uh, I called this. They they announced the Sasha Banks versus Bailey. Um, I called it this immediately going to be a no DQ, and sure enough, uh, it was no DQ. And I, I also m- mentioned last week, uh, uh, last week or the week before that they were looking to have this match as the main event for Hell in a Cell. So after this DQ went down, Sasha Banks uh, then challenged Bailey to uh, Hell in a Cell match. All right, wait, just really quick. Let's let's be realistic. Sure. You think this is still going to be the main event of Hell in a Cell? I do. Okay, so where's Roman going on the card? Uh, second to last. You think? Yeah, I think this is a bigger storyline than Roman and, and Jay. It is. That's why I'm saying that sh- that one should go last. But if it's not, I want to see that one go first. You want to see this match actually go first on the, on the night? No, I want to see if this is going to go last. Oh, Roman go first. Yeah. I want to see Roman go first and really have the whole, like like Brock. If I'm not going last, I'm going first. I'm getting the fuck out of here. Uh-huh. <laughs> now that you got Paul there, yeah, you can pull that card. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, I, 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 you know what? I'll take that. I'll, I'll, I'll agree with that. Um, but we're, we're gonna, but yeah, we're gonna have three different Hell and Cell matches. We're gonna have Drew and Randy. What other matches are gonna be on here? Because that right there takes up two hours worth of television. <laughs> Drew and Randy, Roman versus Jay in an I Quit match. And yeah. that, that's the stipulation. Uh, and and now Sasha against Bailey for the uh, SmackDown Women's title. Wild. Yeah, I'm. I'm <laughs> I can't wait for this. This pay per view. Listen, they, their pay per views have actually been for the last couple ones have been actually really good. Um, as far as as far as lineup goes, as far ever as since I, Roman came back, ever since Roman came back. Um, and and the 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 change in personality. Uh, the returning New Day, uh, challenge Shinsuke and Cesaro for the SmackDown Tag Team Titles. Um, last time we saw Kofi, he was getting killed into a table by Cesaro and Nakamura. Um, yeah. And last time we saw Xavier, he was also getting killed somehow. Uh, it was about a year ago. He's been out for, for a very long time. Um, it was October of 2019. Like it was actually almost a year, I think. Exactly. Yeah. It's been about a year. Uh, and and New New Day retains. New Day retains. So that's, that's, before we can get to that, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm jumping the gun here. Um, Let's go I, got, I got round one right here. You want it? Go ahead, please. All right, so with the number one pick of the 2020 NFL, sorry, WWE <laughs> NFL draft, <laughs> uh, uh, Raw takes Drew McIntyre. Makes sense. So Raw was, so they took a wrestler that was Raw, already on they're there. Doing the, they're doing the 3-2 gimmick. 
Right, no, no, I get that. So Raw, okay. that's always been the rule. Raw gets three, yeah. SmackDown gets two. I, exactly. I, I just, uh, <laughs> I thought the draft was supposed to swap wrestlers, but now that, like, most of the wrestlers that were announced for night one basically stayed on their brand. Yeah, there was maybe a handful that actually moved. Right, which I, I never got, but go ahead. So, Drew McIntyre, number one. Yes. To SmackDown, Roman Reigns. Okay, to SmackDown. Obviously. He's already on SmackDown. Yes, go ahead. Uh, Oscar to Raw. Already on Raw. And then the first shocker of the night, yes. Seth Rollins to SmackDown. Yes. Seth Rollins to SmackDown, and we were like, okay, good. Now he can get away from this Mysterio angle. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. And uh, to round out for, uh, the first round, the Hurt Business. The entirety of the Hurt Business so stays the, on Raw. Nobody gets broken up. They all stay on Raw. Right. Yeah. Okay. All right. And then uh, round two. Round two. Raw took AJ Styles. Another switch, which makes <laughs> no surprise makes to believe. Yes. That he really hates, really does not like Paul Heyman. Uh, absolutely can't stand. Like he's just like this came to SmackDown. You're coming over here now again, and I gotta go back to Raw. Okay. Good. Go ahead. Uh, SmackDown takes Sasha Banks. Raw takes Naomi. Okay. Which is interesting because, oh, mm. no, I'll get there. Mm-hmm. Uh, SmackDown took Bianca Belair, another interesting one. Yeah. And then Raw takes the women's tag team champions, Nia Jackson, and Shayna Baszler. Right. That was round two. Round two. Round now, three. I'll get into round three right now. This mm-hmm. way we can fully talk about it. Yes. Round three. Raw takes Ricochet. SmackDown takes Jey Uso. Uh-huh. They're, they're, they're all staying there. Jay Uso, just, just Jay. Yep. Right. Raw takes Mandy Rose. We're already on. Dominic oh. and Rey Mysterio go to SmackDown. <laughs> so Seth can't get away from the story. Okay, good. And Miz and Morrison go to Raw. Hmm. That's round three. Now, hmm. let's just talk about that one real quick. Mm-hmm. Naomi goes to Raw. Mm-hmm. And Jay Uso goes to SmackDown. Mm hmm. Now, there's one common thread between the two of those people, mm-hmm. and that's Jay's brother. Mm-hmm. So, are they splitting up the Usos as well? Yes. That's sad. Although, I'm really hyped because I heard him on a podcast say how much he wants to just face his brother, his twin one-on-one. Mm. Now, I'm really happy for it. <laughs> um, okay. All right. I, I mean, I, I would like to – I'm going to save judgment until it come everything comes to fruition as far as these split ups that, that are happening here because you had these these teams for years um and then all of a sudden you just decide that you know what let's it's it's i think it's time to break them all up um i think it's just weird to kind of go into a storyline with one woman jimmy woman jay but we should again i'm gonna hold judgment but that maybe that means that jay's not gonna be back also steven brought this up to me they're still in the same place technically so that's the other thing too. So when you see like someone like uh, Bianca Belair, um, go to SmackDown, mm-hmm. you're round four here, which started with the newly crowned. And I'll, Smackdown. I'll explain. I'm sorry. I'll explain what? why Bianca Belair connects with. No, I, 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 I'm picking up what you're putting down, and I <laughs> see exactly where you're going. Go ahead. The newly crowned SmackDown Tag Team Champions are the first. Round, I'm sorry, the first pick in the fourth round to go to Raw. Mm-hmm. Okay. I see where you're going. Right. Do you think they just switched titles? Absolutely. That's bullshit. Yeah. Oh, I know. <laughs> I, Why would I, you even have them win at that? Why would you even have them win at that point? Uh, 
I, I, I don't know. But but it all it's what we're saying. Okay, so we fully explain fully explain what's what's happening here. The newly crowned SmackDown champions Xavier Woods and Kofi Kingston, New Day, get shipped over to Raw. Yes, and then the next person who is drafted to SmackDown is Biggie. New Day is done. New Day is over. New Day is over. Shed it, the, shed the tear now. <laughs> I. I almost did. I'll be honest with you. That that one caught me off guard, and I was not prepared for it. And you can see the hurt in uh, in Biggie, in Biggie, especially in Biggie, because Xavier and Kofi were trying to were selling it, trying to like show the upset upsetness um, <laughs> on their faces. Biggie was legit hurt. You know and... what really got me? What really almost made a grown man cry <laughs> is what? when Xavier goes, "All right, say Biggie's name." Say say Big E's name. Right, right, right. Say Big E's name. <laughs> yeah. It was like, oh no, don't do this to they, him. Gonna, don't do this to gonna, the man. He just came say, back. They're not gonna say his name. They're, they're gonna say it for SmackDown. He just yeah. Yeah. Uh yeah, this this is the push that uh listen, people wanted to push for Big E and apparently they, they couldn't seem to work it out or figure it out while with New Day. They couldn't get like a like a stable of champions going on there. That would have been awesome. But they they want to do his his own solo thing with him. And this is the way to do it. You have a you have a draft, and this is how you reboot and restart storylines. And this is it. So New Day is is no more. Um, ironically, it's not the only tag team that is going to be broken up before this before, uh, first night before night one yeah. of the draft is over. Yeah. So uh, before but we get to, to that, finish off round four really quick. But before you get to uh, that, so so what? the the connection now with Bianca Belair is what I, I was mm. going to go to. Right. So now that. SmackDown champs are on Raw. You still have Raw champs, <laughs> and yep. Bianca Belair just went over to SmackDown, and they don't have the equal cha- uh, uh, belts on the same brands. So you will not have mm-hmm. you will not have a Universal and, and WWE champ on the same. You will not have IC and US champ. You know you will obviously won't have the same tag teams. You have tag teams on the same brand. So every everybody gets swapped over. So it looks like. Almost at a hundred percent guarantee that Street Profits will be over to SmackDown tomorrow on Raw. Yes. Also, very interesting that Bailey has not been drafted yet. Now I don't know if that's because she was quote unquote ineligible for Night One or whatever the hell that meant. I don't know what it means. <laughs> but it's interesting to know that Sasha was selected in right. the second round, right? And Bailey hasn't been selected yet. Yeah, well, Oscar's already drafted on Raw, though, which is which is yes. weird. So it can't she wouldn't be on SmackDown? I mean, on Raw. Have I explained to you the? All right, Sam Roberts. Or people know who Sam Roberts is. Mm-hmm. Can't stand him. Go ahead. He, I love him. He explained him. this scenario mm. about if now I'm probably going to butcher it again, like I normally do. Okay, but <laughs> you've been forewarned. The, the basis of it is if you draft right now, if you draft uh, Bailey to Raw, Sasha has already been drafted to SmackDown. You have them fight at Hell in a Cell. The match has already been signed, which means they're going to fight regardless of whose brand is whose. Logic would say that Sasha is going to win because she's on SmackDown. No. You have Bailey retain inside Hell in a Cell. Mm. Okay, and then this is what really made me pop. He goes, 
and then uh, WWE owner Adam Pierce comes out. And then... <laughs> WWE owner. <laughs> yeah. So if you have an authority figure of sorts, come out. Strip Bailey of the title. Mm-hmm. Have Bailey go against Asuka, being like, I never lost my title. Why should I have to go around with no title? Okay. Something along those lines. Have Bailey and Asuka fight for the title. If you remember, if I recall correctly, Bailey is the one who dethroned Asuka. Uh, and her undefeated streak to get the champion. Mm. No. Nope. Asuka defeated Bailey to get the NXT championship at first. I believe that's how it went. Okay. So there is backstory to that storyline. Sure. For the SmackDown title, you hold a women's tournament with a bunch of people. Sasha Banks returns. I think what he had said is you have uh, Shayna versus Sasha Banks having Shayna go over, Sasha Banks is injured, have Sasha return at the Royal Rumble, mm. and then have Sasha go against Bailey for the Raw. Oh, by the way, Bailey beats Asuka. And then have Sasha challenge Bailey for the Raw Women's Championship at WrestleMania. <laughs> My head hurts. It's um, a lot to take in. It's <laughs> a lot to take in, but it, it could happen. It could happen. And I can't take credit for that because I heard it from someone else. Mm-hmm. But I needed to relay that message because I think that was perfect. And when I saw the New Day get drafted to Raw, I was like, motherfuckers, listen to Sam Roberts' podcast. <laughs> Ridiculous. Uh, or maybe he already knew. Maybe. Mm. Do, 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 do. Yeah. So, um, so rounding finish off, out round four. Yes, rounding it off. <laughs> uh, Dana Brooke to Raw. Otis to SmackDown. Ah. And Angel Garza to Raw. Now, that being said, they're pulling the rockers. There were some supplementary uh, picks after SmackDown went off the air. I believe it was on Talking Smack that they announced this. Okay. Humberto Carrillo hmm. to Raw. Okay. No Murphy change. to SmackDown. No change. Fucking great. Yeah. Tucker to Raw. Oh, there it is. Yeah. There it is. Tucky. Tucky's no more. They're pulling the rockers. They're not going to use them. What are they going to use them for, dude? Like, the, the, Raw Underground? Oh, God. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I don't know what to use them for. Can you draft Raw Underground into, like, NXT UK? Can we just, like, move it away? <laughs> Can we just put it to the side and just, like, leave it, like, be over there? I, yeah. It's, uh, it's just, uh... Uh, Kalisto to SmackDown and Drew Gulak to Raw, and that was it. So that rounds out your first night of... Uh, of draft. So many heartbreaking things. The New Day, done. New Day is done. Heavy Machinery, done. Um, let's just, uh, the Usos aren't confirmed, but that's probably fucking done. That's going to be done after tomorrow night. Um, really really quick, just to round off SmackDown, uh, The Fiend and Kevin Owens uh, in a clean match, actually. Uh, Fiend uh, defeats Kevin Owens, and uh, lights go out, come back on, and there's uh, Alexa Bliss. I'm just yeah. I'm just waiting for her to just like go go full <laughs> go full on uh, fiendess. Um but yeah, a lot of crazy shit going on with this draft, other than the fact that again they keep <laughs> some of the wrestlers that they have already on the same brand, but the ones that actually switched over um and got drafted over were uh, that got split up were were big names. Um some of the split ups don't even make any sense. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Um so tomorrow we get uh, Monday Night Raw. We get, uh, again, like I mentioned before, Ali is going to speak. Uh, excuse me, that was a burp. Uh, Ali is going to speak. He's going to squeak? 
He's going to squeak and speak. Um, <laughs> Seth Rollins is going to say his goodbyes <laughs> for uh, Raw. Uh, Alistair Black and Kevin Owens will go against each other in a no disqualification match. And let's see. There's a dual brand battle royal to determine Asuka's next challenger. Uh, night, mm-hmm. two, night two of the draft. Uh, Ali speaks. Fight Owens and Alistair. And Rollins bids uh, farewell. And that is tomorrow night on Monday Night Raw. That is your week that was, my friend. Oh, boy. What a week. Oh, what a week indeed. And by the way, totally forgot to mention, the last thing I'll say before we oh wrap things God. up. Oh, my God. I know. This is, should have been on the, on the front end of stuff. Alberto Del Rio indicted on kidnapping and sexual assault charges uh, on Friday. Forgot, Yikes. Forgot to mention that. Uh, Del Rio, whose real name is Jose Rodriguez uh, Chucan. Chacun? How do you pronounce that? Chuquan. 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 Indicted by a grand jury on one count of kidnapping and four counts of sexual assault. He was arrested back in May after he allegedly sex, sex, yeah, sexually assaulted a woman. He was released on bond uh, following the arrest. Uh, quickly, enlighten me. Four counts means four different people or four different times? Four, no, four, different, uh, uh, act, four different charges. Okay. So it, it was a count, four counts of, of sexual assault, so different, four different times of... That's what I meant. It's okay. four different times of sexual assault, four different not times, four different people that he sexually assaulted. Four different times of sexual assault. Four counts of sexual assault. Gotcha. One count of kidnapping. So if there were four counts of kidnapping, that would be <laughs> he tried to kidnap somebody four different times. Yikes is is the only word I can say. For Alberto Del Rio is a predator. All right, that is it. <laughs> that is the week that was. Um, uh, I yeah, <laughs> a lot of legal action happening this week, and uh, we will see what happens. More draft talk, more split ups. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, I as I said before, calling uh, Street Profits to SmackDown. Uh, any anybody else that you might want to. Like a hot take that you think that might uh, get switched over from one brand to another? Uh, like part of me wants to say Braun Strowman to Raw. I mean, he's but then I hear that they're doing this whole Lars Sullivan thing, so I, that that one got nipped in the butt real quick. Mm-hmm. But other than that, I'm just I'm ready to see. I'm tired of predicting stuff and then getting let down. <laughs> That's my problem right now. Yes, I want to. I'm going stuff. in clean slate. Yeah, absolutely. The only thing I really want to see is what happens between the tag champs and where Bailey goes. That's all I'm invested in right now. Yeah, I can't. If you you drafted the SmackDown champs over to Raw, like what champs do they become? Are they still SmackDown champs on Raw? Do they unify the belts? Do they unify the belts? It's a possibility because they're they're really maybe they're breaking up all these tag teams to unify the belts because there aren't enough tag teams that they can put over. I I came out of nowhere. Mm. Grass Minister. Little. But you're right. You're right. Right? Yeah. Um, I, listen, I, I could definitely see a match with, uh, it'd be an awesome match with Street Profits against New Day for like a unified belt. Yeah. Do it. And then they, but you can all, the good thing about, ooh, hang on a second. Oh. Maybe they do unify the tag champs mm-hmm. and then have the same rules apply to the men's tag champions as the women's tag champions. Well, there's only one set of t- women's tag champs. Exactly. Right. But they can go to both brands. They can they can oh, defend it on any right. brand. Right, right. So it's not essentially breaking up the new day. Right, but even though if you even lose though the, all if they over, lose the belt, though. yeah, Do even it. though all over WWE Twitter it says hashtag Thank You New Day, mm. but the swerve at the end would be great. <laughs> 
I mean, this, it's Street Profits wins the belt, and then Kofi and, and Xavier are still on, on Raw. So, Also also a way it could go. Maybe also, also a way it could go. Guys, thank you so much, man. We, we appreciate everything again. And all our new listeners, apparently, that we, we have coming in, uh, thank you guys so much. I leave you uh, even more depressing. I leave you with this. Oh, oh. Nolan! Uh, oh, Nolan, sure. Don't you dare be sour. Clap for your world-famous five-time chance. Now eight. And feel the power. Have you checked in on Rob? No. Yes, it is. He's got to be ter- fucking terrified of this. <laughs> Probably crying right now. Uh, as I'm dancing in my seat. Remember when New Day way back when, when New Day was like, this gimmick was like bullshit. Like yeah, they, had, they were heels. They were heels and they had the choir going on and like nobody was like, oh, what the hell's going on? This is going to be like some shitty gimmick. Why and is the, this guy coming out with a trombone? And the three, <laughs> the three of them were like... Nobody was understood what the hell this gimmick was, and then they made their own way <laughs> and they into the one of the best factions that WWE's ever had. Ah, uh, yeah. New Day. New Day. We salute you. Guys, thank you so much. Please catch us on Twitter, Sons of Slam Show on the Twitter, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Please tell your friends. And again, thank you so much for all new listeners that we have uh, coming in. And uh, we really appreciate you guys, and uh, we hope you enjoy. Uh, rate, subscribe, review. My name is Chris Mindell, along with the Reaper, Mr. Joe Black. I'm going to go cry. Rest in peace to the new day. Rest in peace to the Yankee season. On the Yankee season. I, w- I didn't want to bring that up, but thank you so much for... I had to bring it up at the end. ...ruining my had to get podcast experience. Yeah, I know. Araldus <sighs> Chapman, Bye. I hate you, son of a bitch. Bye, guys. We're both going to go cry our eyes out. Asshole. Sons of Slam podcast.